is in the know for Wednesday, March 17, the 76th day of 2021. There are 289 days left in the year. This is St. Patrick's Day. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we will update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We'll play a special St. Patrick's Day edition of You Pick Trivia. You can choose. You're the uh, smartest person around the green water cooler for today. And also have the latest COVID totals. And uh, we're all back together again for the first time in a while. We've got that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. A little tired, but... <laughs> <laughs> You're still not caught up yet from... Uh, uh, no, I've I got not you. You're wearing your up. Lucky Charm shirt today. Well, uh, Misty got this for me some time ago. She did? Yeah. Well, uh, she also had the shirt. Uh, didn't she also yes. give you the shirt that you mm-hmm. were wearing on Monday? Correct. Mm-hmm. Which then is the shirt that... Uh, well, it's not <laughs> the same shirt, but her shirt uh, looks like the one that she's wearing today. She's the pride of Pumpkin Center, the heiress to the great mini burger Fortune, she's Vera Wang's arch nemesis and the professional bargain hunter's woman of the year. She's Misty Embry Thomas. Hey. hey, how's Misty? I'm well. How are you? I'm I'm doing fine. It's, well, it's just weird for me to see you wearing that shirt <laughs> because she has one just like it mm-hmm, that she, she was wearing at the Animal Kingdom mm-hmm. and on the flight home on Monday. Okay. And so you all could have been twinks, mm-hmm. but now Beej, you and Princess Tiana are twinks. We are because you're both wearing Lucky Charms shirts today. Yeah, well, I'm gonna ask her. I said, "Did Misty buy you that shirt too?" She's like, no, I had it in my closet. But they all came from the same palette. So I brought a palette, a Target palette last year, and all of this was the leftover clearance stuff where they they do shelf pulls. Yes. So I went through handing out shirts. Well, Princess Tiana ended up with some of that leftover palette that I said, hey, take this and do something with it. So right. they all came from the same place. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah. Now I understand. I didn't save a green tutu for us because they were a little Aww. tight. They were like a two to four. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and for those of you then that want to say, well, I'm, you know, I'm not wearing green and I'm not. It's <clears> twofold. Uh, one, I spent all of my energy on St. Urho's Day yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I'm more about the crickets in Finland than I am the snakes in Ireland because yeah. I just I don't even acknowledge that snakes exist or ever existed, but I am for their eradication. Mm-hmm. So thank you, St. Patrick, for that. Uh, the other thing is that um, I, I guess I, I recognized uh, UConn. Cornelius told me yesterday he does it intentionally. I said, uh, me too, because that's about the only time I can even get pinched. Mm-hmm. So I feel like today is, you know, to get. get you need to get, get a pinching? Pinch well, yeah, it's, right. I don't I don't get pinched. I don't get uh, the, the chances of me getting pinched 364 days a year are zero. Yeah. So I've got to really capitalize this mm-hmm. one day a year, hoping that. Um, I pinched my husband this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it woke him up. On his cheeks. <laughs> yep. Did he say your hands are cold? <laughs> no, he just went, ow. I see. I, um. We are uh, kind of watching things. Well, we're not really watching things weather-wise here locally, but we are watching off to the south a lot of Tennessee 
and uh, Alabama and Georgia are all bracing for severe weather that be, could be coming their way today. People in Alabama are worried because it's 10 years ago this week that they had a huge tragedy with the tornadoes and things coming through. So uh, here in our portions uh, of the of the world and uh, of the country, we'll see some thunderstorms increasing south to north late this afternoon and evening. We'll see more showers, perhaps a few thunderstorms tomorrow and tomorrow night. Not much risk for, uh, at least in our area here between the lakes, not much risk for any severe weather, but it's going to be a 100% chance of rain today. And we'll stay about like we are through early to mid-afternoon, and then we'll see rain chances increase. A high of 70 today, at least for a brief period of time. Uh, thunderstorms tonight, low of 60. Scattered thunderstorms tomorrow with a rain chance of 70% and a high of 68 is what you can expect. The uh, We're in a very dynamic you know, uh, weather season. We're trying to say goodbye to winter, which officially ends on Saturday morning because spring arrives on Saturday. It looks to be sunny and and sixty for the first day of spring, so that's nice. But we also can't just say, well, we're completely out of the woods on some of that yuck type weather. So anyway, it's a very dynamic pattern. We had our our tornado drill yesterday, our preparedness drill yesterday, so we should be all ready for. The season to come. Governor Bashir yesterday reported 819 new COVID-19 cases, 24 new deaths reported yesterday. The positivity rate at 3.87 percent. Currently hospitalized 459. Currently on a ventilator at 59. And the COVID map looking pretty similar today to what we saw uh, yesterday. This uh, the map we're looking at as was as of about four o'clock yesterday afternoon. So pretty similar. Grayson County in the orange mm-hmm. and inching. I think we were were we in the yellow yesterday. Seemingly we were six point we five yesterday. Yeah, we were in yellow. So back to orange. So you can see little migrations and and here when the numbers get so low, it doesn't take many numbers to you know change your category level quickly. But uh, yesterday, health officials announced a coronavirus variant outbreak at an eastern Kentucky long-term care facility. Dr. Stack, the commissioner of the Kentucky Department for Public Health, said his team is responding to a COVID-19 outbreak in an eastern Kentucky nursing home where 41 people have tested positive for the virus. Of the 41 infected people, only 30% of the vaccinated individuals have been symptomatic. So 3 in 10, if you've been vaccinated, are showing any type of uh, symptoms. But 83% of the unvaccinated people have been symptomatic. What does this mean? It means the vaccines that we are receiving are helpful in these potential variants. They might not make you completely scot-free, but they will... Uh, they will help minimize at least some of the at least according to this information will help minimize you when you encounter the variants. There was a fascinating story about variants on 60 minutes on Sunday evening that if you're curious about this type of thing and about epidemiology and uh, viral variations, it, I found it to be informative mm-hmm. and the way that they build these layers of maps. And there, are, by the way, we just know of the UK or the African mm-hmm. or the South African variants. There are all kinds of variants mm-hmm. to this already. And variants have to adapt and change when they meet resistance. Mm-hmm. So it's... Um, it just kind of just don't automatically get fearful when you hear about a variant because 
the uh, uh, viral content is varying all is varying all into something else all the time. Right. So it's good to have a good uh, set of knowledge on this. But um, you know, I saw this morning that uh, you know Italy is now in their third shutdown, in their th- in their third lockdown. Italy has endured that because they could not get their vaccination rolled out enough ahead of time to protect people before this variant came along. And I, you know, that's, that's something I think that we're going to be grateful for here in Kentucky in the end is that our, our opportunity to be vaccinated, if you want to be vaccinated is ahead of what it looks like this variation might be and give you some, some protection and some, and some cover. So we're not out of the woods by any stretch of the imagination, but things continuing to look better, especially here in our garden spot of the country, right. you know, I mean, just, but you also can't just take your masks off and then be willy nilly and start, you know, um, uh, just licking, uh, mm-hmm. you know, doorknobs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, I can't so. wait to get back to the doorknob licking. <laughs> oh, one, of, have missed it. one of the things that you've missed the most, mm-hmm. I'm sure yeah, about, I think uh, about it a lot, about, uh, mm-hmm. everything involved, uh, days after a Kentucky legislative panel announced bills totaling more than $60,000 for the people who unsuccessfully tried to remove the governor, attorney general, and a lawmaker from office. Their attorneys for the unsex, uh, unsuccessful petitioners have filed a federal lawsuit. The suit filed on Monday seeks to strike down the state law under which the three groups of petitioners were billed, saying it violates their constitutional rights. Among other things, the lawsuit says it penalizes the petitioners for the content of their speech. State law says anyone who brings an unsuccessful impeachment petition is responsible for the costs associated with it. That's state law. And since the beginning of the year, we all have been scratching our heads, at least early on, figuring out how is it that such a finite and small number of people can send such a big ripple effect through our government, through our legislature, just by a handful of people claiming they want someone impeached. And then we found out three weeks to a month ago why it's not more frequently known uh, and frequently done. It's because there's a there's a uh, penalty involved that if you overplay your hand, if you don't fully read the room and assess the situation mm-hmm. before you try and uh, go on the offense, then you will have to be uh, willing to compensate the representatives, the defense representatives for the people that are involved. Now, that's state law. Now, um, if you if you want to try and have the state law changed, I understand that it's your, that it's your right to do that, but you need – you really probably should lobby your legislature – because if you'd read the Kentucky Constitution or you're familiar at all with KRS or your attorneys were familiar with KRS, you should have seen over here in the fine print that says if you're unsuccessful at this, the people then that you have made the allegations against that had to defend them in this process per the provisions of state law. This is not an executive order. It's mm-hmm. not someone saying, you know, you caused us a whole bunch of hassle and now I got these attorney bills that are that are piling up and we just decided that you're going to have to pay them. It's been clear on what would happen. So for you to file a federal lawsuit and say something is unconstitutional 
seems um, a bit of a Hail Mary. It, I don't think you can plead ignorance and say, well, I had no idea. You, you, it's important to, again, know the lay of the land and figure it out. But it is an interesting political argument. Because in a world where we have free speech and free political speech, what is our remedy to be able to recall or impeach or impugn or how how do we go about doing that without then suffering? Then does it come down to my attorneys are better than your attorneys? Well, I mean, that happens a lot in our our justice system. So it is kind of a, a murky situation, but I'll just say I don't feel sorry for the individuals that have been handed the bill. No, and I would say this moving forward. If I really felt like I wanted to impeach my governor, knowing that I was going to be leveled the uh, payment if I'm unsuccessful, then I would say maybe get 100,000 people to sign across the state of Kentucky and say, or 50,000 people, or a significant number instead of four, that the payment is not so hefty on each person who truly had a passion to say, I believe in this cause. I'm not just filing this paperwork to make a, an announcement or a big splash and we we yeah. disagree with this. That's what discourages people from doing it. Yes. Clearly. That's why we've not seen a parade. Right. You know, if there, if there wasn't a risk-reward situation, we would see people papering the governor all the time going impeach, mm-hmm. impeach, mm-hmm. impeach, impeach. But when and, you have a significant amount of, of people supporting that, say 50,000, 60,000, 100,000 people across the state, then that gets the attention of people saying, okay, what is happening right now? that we need to really focus our attention on. Four people, if I was a legislator, I don't know that I would, especially during General Assembly, take the time to say, I can find four people on Facebook who are unhappy with what's going on with the government today. <laughs> Absolutely. If I spend yeah. all my time doing that. I can find four people in this building that are unhappy sure. with government. So, exactly. So I'm just saying there is there is more power and validity in numbers the next time someone wants to take up the impeachment. I would counsel you to find thousands of people to join your cause. Yeah. What we have to be really careful about in, in this day and time and we get passionate about things. And uh, it's it's I think about this, you know, you get all charged up. And you think you've got like, oh, yeah, we're all together. We've mm-hmm. banded together. Let's go charging into this place. And then all of a sudden I get somewhere and I look around and it's just me. Is there <laughs> like, oh, wait a minute. I went a little too far. I need to back up just a little bit. And but I think this law in place makes it and people understand, hey, we are signing this knowing it could cost me out of pocket. This is how passionate I am. That means something to me when I'm the person who has to look at and say, okay, I'm I'm hearing your case. I'm listening to you. You going in this knowing it could cost you money. Right. I want to hear. I want to protect you under your First Amendment right. Is the right, is the right to, I guess, and, and, you know, we could, I'm not a legal scholar uh, and we would, you know, have to study it for a while, but it kind of boils down to, is the right to charge impeachment against someone political speech is that actually mm-hmm. part of you know you can make free political speech and you can say you know this is the way we should do things and capitalism right, right. and the governor's bad and the legislature's this and whatever and i don't like these people and I, you can say all that all that you want to and you have the freedom to make that speech but when it comes to a mechanism that the legislature then has to react to that uh, busies up the highways, so to speak. That's when you have to really study and go, well, is that 
you know, is you know. an that I mean, is an accusation free speech? When your free speech warrants me as a legislator to take an action, is it free speech? Like I don't know. I'm I'm just asking. Right. Like the legal claim is the... the legal claim is is the law unconstitutional? Mm-hmm. And I would have a feeling at the end of the day, it's not going to be found to be unconstitutional because there was an action that had to be taken. It, it went further than just your words, right? Agree. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, lawmakers pass a pension bill aimed at new teachers. These are uh, this new hybrid type of pension plan, which they've been trying to do for four years, yeah. is to come up with a hybrid for new teachers, but it it wasn't palatable under the previous administration. But the uh, it's House Bill 258. Now, you've, you saw a lot of activity in Frankfurt yesterday, which I'll hit the high spots for you. But one of the reasons you saw the activity, the one because they were headed home yesterday because they're running out of days. Well, at least they're they're not in open session. They might be having some committee meetings. But they are limited on the number of days now where the governor, then these bills that they have passed have to go to his desk. He has uh, a couple of days to veto or sign them into law, and then they need enough days to do the veto override. So you've seen this. We saw this. You saw this uh, flurry of activity mm-hmm. yesterday and early this week. So that now it's like, go ahead and veto them. We know you're going to, and then send them back to us so we can override your veto. And then in some cases, I'm sure that the gubernatorial administration will then challenge them legally where they can, and then you know, home court advantage, Philip Shepard. Yada, yada, yada. We've heard this song before. So uh, Kentucky lawmakers also advanced bipartisan election reform bill. That's one that's likely going to get signed by the governor and will become uh, law. I doubt that there's going to be a challenge by either uh, by any of the branches of government. House Bill 563 is a bill that has to do with Education opportunity accounts. Education opportunity accounts. I don't know a lot about them, and I've been out of pocket for a few days, so I'm not, you know, not well read on this. But education opportunity accounts, in some way, is loosely considered charter schools or private schools, or it's just a new way or a new label of trying to do education differently. So your your diehard public education people are going to say these are bad and your people who like the idea of charter schools or educational choice for families going to other school districts, et cetera, mm-hmm. this is something they're going to be for. Yeah. So it sounds like a fancy thing, like education opportunity account. Oh, well, that's a good idea. That sounds like something, you know, opportunity. That's mm-hmm. a positive That's a positive word. Lawmakers also have voted to cap out-of-pocket insulin costs Mm -hmm. for some in a period of time where people are having to tap into their savings or make choices between groceries and insulin. To have a cap on that will be relief to uh, certainly some people. The Kentucky House has passed new rules for filling Senate vacancies. They've been talking about that for the last uh, several weeks. Post-presidential election, post-transition of power, uh, Mitch McConnell obviously elected to another six-year term back in November. But the fact that we're doing this in this legislative session is either an abundance of caution and prevention right. 
or I'm just wondering now that the math is no longer in the nation's favor with McConnell, McConnell not being the majority leader any longer, it makes me wonder of the posturing of this bill. Is there, you know what I'm, mm-hmm. like for as mm-hmm. long as we could keep McConnell as the majority leader and it was helping the Republican Party and it was good for Kentucky, et cetera, then I think he was still motivated to go do it. But the Biden administration has shown, and the Pelosi's and the Schumer's, they can pretty much just steamroll whatever they want to do, at least for another 18 months. I'm cur- The curious portion of my mind goes, what's really going on here? Mm-hmm. You know, And yeah. so uh, he's obviously been there a long time and, and can be there at least another uh, finish out his term if he chooses and is capable. The 12th District basketball action last night uh, down at Whitesville. The uh, Cougar boys picked up a 65-50 to 50 win over the tournament host thanks to some sharp shooting by Chandler McCready and Keegan Sharp. McCready led the team with 21 points on strength of five threes. Sharp added 18 points. The Cougars advanced to face Butler County on Friday night at 7 for the district championship. So we will have uh, uh, video and audio coverage of that game for you. Uh, the other things in the thir- uh, other teams in action in the third region: Owensboro Catholic boys down Davis County, fifty-five to forty-seven. Ohio County down McLean County, thirty-six to thirty-three. A real high-scoring affair there. The uh, Butler County boys down to Edmondson County, forty to thirty-nine, in a nail biter there. And then a lone girls game last night in the eleventh district. Uh, Breckenridge County downed uh, Hancock County 54-42. to And perhaps if you still got a basketball, college basketball fever, you're in luck tonight because the Western Kentucky University Hilltoppers will meet St. Mary's in the first round of the NIT tonight. That will be down in, uh, what, Frisco, Texas is where they're playing the first round of the uh, NIT. So there's still basketball action, and I don't think the NCAA tournament starts until Friday. It's completely weird. It normally would start on Thursday. What? Completely confused by all of this. So weird. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Note. And Today is St. Patrick's Day, of course. It is also corned beef and cabbage day. Mm, I'm out. Today. Oh, no, I can do that. I can eat them separately, but I don't like them together. I might take the corned beef, but I, it's, uh, you can. I like cabbage and coleslaw, and that's about it. That's the only time, and really, it's redressed as, it's the, you know, it's the raw ingredients of coleslaw. Cabbage is bleh. Uh, Well, to be clear, cooked cabbage is bleh. I love it. Can't do it. Uh, The Irish national holiday began as a solemn religious observance to honor St. Patrick, who lived 389 to 461, is the patron saint of Ireland. It's a public holiday in Ireland, Montserrat, and the Canadian province of Newfoundland and Labrador. Huh. (laughs) Canadian province of Labrador. Interesting. It's been an Irish holiday for 1,500 years. The world's largest St. Patrick's Parade is in New York City, where over a million spectators and 100,000 participants usually turn out. 
That's uh, a tradition since 1762. The parade lasts about six hours. They've been having a parade, a St. Patrick's Day parade in New York City. I guess then it was New Amsterdam. Yeah. I can't remember what year. I don't know. It it was, was it still New Amsterdam, 1762? I guess we'll have to look that up and find out. So it could be New Amsterdam, could be New York City, but they've been having a parade there since 1762. Six hours long, though? When did it get to six hours long? Six hours long. I'm okay for a short parade, but six Six hours, hours, I'm out. Everybody Mm -hmm. in the city's walking through. Yeah, I think it's a come and go parade. I think you just... What was the year again? 1762. Yeah, but is that a steady stream of people... Lining up and marching to the finish line—that's a lot of. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think that it's exactly that. My guess is it. Uh, it is not your Litchfield Labor Day parade. Yeah, I'm going to need you to throw more than candy. Like at that uh, point, I I'm going to need more like, than candy involved in this. Need, yeah. Like a cheeseburger, lucky or, charms. <laughs> yeah, clearly some lucky charms involved mm-hmm. in all of this. I think it. Um, I think maybe it's it's called a parade, but it oh, might turn into the parade might stop for a while and they mm. take a break and they sit around and it's more of a pub crawl, kiss Blarney stones <laughs> and doing things like that. So <laughs> more like Mardi Gras kind yeah. of parade, yeah. maybe, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But probably lots of bagpipes involved. So yeah. Jason and I be right there in the middle of it. You know, if we yeah, Missy and I will find love, something else. Love a bag yeah. of we're looking, right, we're looking for the cheeseburger. Since 1965, the Chicago River has been dyed green for the Chicago St. Patrick's Parade. An idea conceived when a plumber was observed using green dye to trace leaks from a building. Green is associated with St. Patrick's Day because of the color of spring, Ireland, and the shamrock. So those are some of the reasons that we are celebrating St. Patrick's today. There are also some <laughs> there are also some Irish superstitions that uh, a lot of people observe. One of them is if you trip and fall in a graveyard, you will most likely die by the end of the year. Oh dear! Um, what if it is the end of the year and you trip and fall? Do you just see. fall right into your grave? <laughs> I guess December thirty first. I accidentally fell, so now this is my grave. Sounds awfully punitive for a trip and fall accident. Right? Like, she and I aren't surviving tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) To counteract the bad luck from black cat crossing your path, make a triangle shape with your thumbs and forefingers and spit at the cat through the hole. This also works when you accidentally walk under a ladder. I got to spit? Yeah, in this case, though, you spit at the ladder, not at the cat. Okay, I'm... Although spitting at cats is completely I'm okay about to try me. to make a triangle with my fingers. I'm like, mm. mm-hmm. So it was actually New York City in uh, 1762, March. I, I think Fauci says we can't spit at cats right now either. So if you yeah. if you find a horseshoe and nail it to the door, it will bring good luck. This will not work if the shoe is bought or given as a gift by someone else. So you have to steal it? So you have also, to also, find also, it. Just, also just... Will not work, period. Yeah, you have to find it where a horse throws a shoe and it lands somewhere and you have to happen to come along and find it. It can't be bought. Only uh, in a parade would I find a, a thrown horseshoe. That, I promise exactly you, you right. will not find it in a parade. Handing, so, handing someone a knife with the term through a shoe has to come from somewhere. Yeah. Horses have to eventually throw shoes or I wouldn't know that phrase. 
Handing someone a knife is bad luck. Always put it on the table in front of them. Hmm. What if you slot it really hard? <laughs> <laughs> if the palm of your hand itches, you're going to come into some money. I've heard that. Okay. It's never worked out for me. But... If your nose is itchy, you are going to have a fight with the person nearest to you. Oh, my nose itches all day long. To remedy this, fighting. punch them in the arm and shake their hand. If your ear feels hot, someone is talking about you. <clears throat> and never ask a man who's going fishing where he is going. Okay, well then I, I need... Don't, I don't know how... Wait, how uh, do I know he's going fishing? I shouldn't have asked. Exactly. So that means if you're going fishing, you must take a rod and reel. Wear a placard. A person carrying a rod and reel are the only people that can go fishing because that will be context... Right. That a person is going fishing, and I won't ask them. If you're just walking down the street out of the blue with no fishing tackle, how will I know not to ask you? If you're going fishing. Correct. Right. I mean, if you're wearing hip waders. Or like one of those I vests. also will think that yeah, person sure. might be going yeah. fishing. Tackle vest or whatever they're called. Or the hat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to say, let's like not do any, yes, any superstitious stuff. Let's just try Jesus. Have a cup of coffee and stick with Jesus. All right. Listen, I don't get into superstitious stuff. Just stay away from me. All right. Now, you might like this idea. Spain may be soon testing out a four-day work week, one of the first of its kind in Europe. I love it. The Spanish government has reportedly agreed to the launch of a new pilot project that would allow companies to give their employees a four-day work week with the goal of boosting not only productivity, but improving workers' mental health as well. A lot of big companies, a lot of Fortune 500 companies are doing this now, but they're saying they are forcing Fridays to be what they call family days. So Fridays are the days that you go, you might go sailing, you might go, you have to do something with that day rather than just make it another weekend day. It has to be designated as something that would really help boost productivity and would help boost mental health. Yeah, like That's naps awesome. with your family all day. Okay. It's what my family and I would do. Right, you can, you can, you can, sure it you does. Do it that. would boost my mental health. All right, so here's what I'm curious to know, though. I, I, I will... I will be open-minded to the possibility, as an individual, I love this, as a business owner, I hate it, um, <laughs> but I am I am open-minded enough to say, well, can you assure me that 100 years from now, our successors won't be having a conversation saying, Spain considering going to a three-day work week? Because I have just observed in my 50 short years that we used to think, hey, knocking off a half day early on Friday, going to get a head start on the weekend. All right, let's do it. We're going we're gonna to duck out noon on Friday. And then it turned into, well, I mean, we're not going to get anything done on Friday anyway. We might as well just take off the whole day on Friday. And then the next thing you know is, well, to get a head start on that three-day weekend that has become commonplace, I'm going to need to duck out about lunchtime on Thursday. Mm -hmm. And then you tack on, well, I mean, we're off on Monday anyway because of the holiday, and you got all that time. I mean, why even bother going in on Thursday? I think this will work well for companies who have a set 
amount of productivity they have to meet in a week to make their company produce what they want to produce in a year. And if, say, you're producing 4 billion paper clips a year and you can do that in a four-day work week – and your employees are happier yes. and you have less issues in your company because, you know, they're they're feeling better, then great. But for companies like ours where we are here because we're capturing what's happening in the community right. every day, that doesn't work well for us. In yeah, fact, just, we, could, we could work seven days a week and still produce new content every day. It's just right. because we have to have some time off. Right. Well, and our content grows from other people being out doing other things. Right. That's what makes it newsworthy or at least yeah. commentary worth. So I, I get that. And <clears throat> By the way, we've had, we have had, and we do have local manufacturers who work on this type of schedule. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll do four tens yeah. instead of do five eights, and so in some cases it does work. But you know, Spain has been a very, uh, you know, they have two and three hour lunch breaks, and they have siestas, and they mm-hmm. have, you know, just just downtime, and their lunch is just a slow, deliberate. It's a very European type thing, and now they say, you know what, this five day work week's killing me. <laughs> okay, but I think there's something. But that's the the millennial viewpoint is work life balance, where your baby boomers are vested in working. That's where they pull their, um, I mean, overall, that's where they pull their identity and their worth. That's what they were taught. Sure. Our age group, we're kind of mixed in between, but the millennials. They want to work life balance. They find their identity and product, or they find their identity and worth in their family and their downtime and their hobbies. And then Gen Z doesn't really know. We just know that they're the tech kids. So we're now that millennials are are in for a good decade of working. We're having to reestablish the way the workplace works. And now with the pandemic, we're seeing a lot of people staying home and working through Zoom because it's eliminating the transportation needs. It's eliminating the barriers for daycare. It's eliminating a lot of things people have adapted. And I think we're going to see a huge change in even buildings becoming empty where people will stay home because – and I have been told by people who say, actually, we've been more productive with our employees at home because they're working more. Because they have set up a work atmosphere for, atmosphere for themselves at home. And when they're bored, they will sit down and be productive. Yes. So. Well, one of the things that I'm curious about <clears throat> as it pertains to self, mm-hmm. as a Gen Xer, I can't – the lines have been blurred for me to the point that I don't understand that when – if I'm working on something at 8 o'clock at night yeah. or 8.30 – or nine o'clock. Is that because I am a business owner or is it because I am living in the year 2021 and that's just what we do as Americans now? Have the lines been blurred to where your, your professional and your personal overlap and are intertwined because of technology or am I a victim of my personal circumstance? Yeah. You know, when I was in the news department here and had the flexibility to work from home because the news was 24-7, you know, having being able, once I, I figured out a balance, to take when the time was, was slow, I took the time to just sit down and do what I needed to at home, even if that was 11 o'clock in the morning. But at 6 o'clock at night, I was at a meeting and writing news at 10 o'clock that night. So I knew that I would work throughout the day periodically, but my eight-hour workday wasn't 9 to 5. Right. I was more productive then because I knew all the time, at any time, I needed to be working. But I also could find the opportunity to have a siesta and sit down. And I took – 
I learned to take that opportunity as the job rolled on. Did you have an answer to my question? Um, I did, but it, it, it it's okay. Um, it, it's who you are. It I, is me? It is who you are. Okay. Yeah. It's a combination of business owner, your age. You are going to work because that's who you are. It doesn't matter what the time. It doesn't matter the day of the week. That's but I think just that's who you are. The baby boomer influence from your parents on you because that's <clears throat> what they were taught. But the studies show that without our age group in the work atmosphere, if we only had baby boomers and millennials working, this is where diversity comes in, that company does not fare well because they can't communicate with each other. They depend on Gen Xers to communicate between each other. You have to have all three components in a work atmosphere to huh. make the company run smoothly. Okay. Because they see things so differently. So what you're saying is I am valuable. We are valuable. So you don't want to let our age group go. I mean, I wrote an entire 30-page paper on the different age groups and diversity. It's very interesting. I was starting to think I didn't have any value. No, you do. Well, thanks for that. And it's communication. Are you surprised? Thanks for the affirmation. (laughs) we got to get to a break. We'll come uh, come back. You pick trivia, St. Patrick's Day edition. Ahead here on In the Know. Although he is given credit for driving the snakes out of Ireland, fossil records show that the country has never been home to any snakes. Well, is that why? So I have heard that the um, that St. Patrick driving the snakes out of Ireland is actually imagery for driving sin out of Ireland. Now, he obviously didn't get it by the root. Right. <laughs> he might have trimmed it back, but he didn't get the root because I think uh, I think it came back. Uh, also, St. Patrick wasn't Irish. He was actually British, born to Roman parents in Wales. So he's Welsh, but he is uh, credited with being the patron saint of Ireland. So a lot of good uh, accolades for St. Patrick. Let's play You Pick Trivia, St. Patrick's Day edition. We'll have to kind of fly through this pretty quick. Prove that you're the smartest person at the water cooler today. And be careful if somebody dropped one of those green food dye tablets in the water cooler today. It's green. It's still okay to drink. It's not uh, lime Kool-Aid. You know, it's time to go to the store when we got to the lime Kool-Aid. Mom, there's only lime left. I like lime Gatorade. It's pretty good. I don't know. It's just... There's just so many. Like the pink lemonade was so good. Mm-hmm. Black cherry was our favorite when we they made us drink Kool-Aid. Cherry was that good. was the only one I wanted was Grape black was cherry. was good, but you could just always count on going to the pantry and the lime packets were left. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> likes the lime. Here's a you pick St. Patrick's trivia question number one. What do you get if you kiss the Blarney Stone? What do you get if you kiss the Blarney Stone? A, good luck. B, a traditional Irish blessing. C, the gift of gab. D, green lips. 
or E herpes. Paper busters, or is it good luck, a traditional Irish blessing, the gift of gab, or green lips? What do you get if you kiss the Blarney Stone? You all wrote your answers down already? Mm-hmm. Okay. Good luck, a traditional Irish blessing, the gift of gab, or green lips. Misty, you first. I said B, Irish blessing. You said an Irish blessing. That So you said B. Beach, what did you say? I said the same, and I did not copy. You said Irish blessing. You mm-hmm. all are both mm-hmm. incorrect. You get the gift of gab. We should put that. We already have that. Yeah. And there was no kissing rocks involved. <laughs> We've never had to kiss a Barney Stone because we already got the gift of gab. That's why we were, came from. That's why we're uneducated or ignorant Maybe to that fact. Maybe it's more of a curse than a blessing. What do you listen for when tracking a leprechaun? What do you listen for when tracking a leprechaun? Is it A, the sound of his shoemaker's hammer? Is it the sound of gold coins? Is it his buckles? Or D, empty whiskey bottles. The sound of his shoemaker's hammer, the sound of gold coins, his buckles, or empty whiskey bottles. When you're tracking a leprechaun, what sound do you listen for? What's making you all laugh? Something's making you laugh. No, Jason and I just have an inside joke about a leprechaun that I can't. Okay. That's last show stuff. Is it, the, is it the lucky leprechaun? Okay. Uh, Beach, we'll ask you first. Okay. What do you listen for when tracking a leprechaun? Is it the sound of his shoemaker's hammer, the sound of gold coins, his buckles, or empty whiskey bottles? I'm going to go with buckles. You said buckles. C. Okay. Misty, what do you say? I said the same. You said buckles. You all are incorrect. If you said the sound of his shoemaker's hammer. You were correct. Here's question number three, and you pick trivia St. Patty's Day. Which traditional musical instrument was adopted as a logo by Guinness? Which traditional musical instrument was adopted as a logo by Guinness? Is it a fiddle, a harp, the tin whistle, or forceps? Fiddle, harp, tin whistle, or forceps? Musical instrument. You all seem to be struggling. Well, she was pretty quick, but I am struggling. All right, you both locked in? Yep. All right, Misty, what did you say? Tin whistle. You said tin whistle. That sounds like a leprechaun right? instrument, yeah. doesn't it? Like I was looking for flute. Yeah. Beach, what did you say? I said fiddle. You said fiddle. The answer was harp. What? Yeah. On the Guinness logo at the top, there's a harp underneath the word uh, Guinness yeah. that is there. So, uh, yeah, you yeah, we're, uh, we're you all didn't do very well on no, uh, St. Patrick's Day. We've got our shirts on. You, you picked <laughs> trivia. That's right. You all you all look the part today, even though you're not the smartest people around the water cooler. But that's okay. Certainly. You'll do better tomorrow. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. Do you have any weird good luck or uh, superstitions that you, oh, Misty, you, you don't like them in general, but do you have anything that you do as a result of uh, 
So let me give you an example. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will throw salt over their shoulder when they sit down at a table, right. as infamously documented in Dumb and Dumber right. when Harry and Lloyd go to the <laughs> truck stop diner and yeah. <laughs> they, they get themselves in trouble. They throw right. the salt shaker, not just the salt, yeah. the salt shaker, and they hit whatever that guy's name is. Do you yeah. have anything like that? I truly, in all sincerity, because of my faith, I really try to break doing any of those, but the one I catch myself doing is the knock on wood. Like, I will oh, say yeah. something, and then I catch I myself that. going, and then I'm like, yeah. I, sorry. Like, God, that's not me saying I'm trusting in something else. I just, out of habit, do that a lot. Right. You know, one of the things that I've tried to change is the, and I am I'm in a really bad habit, is that if someone sneezes, yeah. I've been trying to modify and say, God, God bless, bless you, you. Mm-hmm. instead of bless you. Yeah. Or and I definitely don't say gazunite yeah. because I'm not sure if that means bless you or God bless you. But if there's a blessing coming your way, I know it's going to come from God. So I need to try and say God bless you. You know, yesterday I sneezed in a public place, and this lady looked at me and said, "Excuse you," and I said, "Thank you." And then I was like, "Wait, Wait a are you being are you being snarky?" That was a snark. Yeah, I was I like, think, "Okay, yeah, maybe so." Yeah, I'm like, I have a mask on, and I sneezed into my elbow. Did you get her name and number or license plate? Oh, <laughs> I man. did turn her over to the I authorities. Need to try and settle yeah. a settle a score. Yeah. Yeah. Miss Buckles, do you have any particular superstition that you? I don't know if it's a superstition. Uh, I make a wish at eleven eleven. Okay, that's um, yeah, probably blowing uh, blowing out birthday candles. Probably yeah. I don't I don't realize I mean, what I'm doing on you know make. The I wish. do knock on wood. Um, can I can I, so uh, confession? I I don't know that I've ever. Wished for anything when blowing out candles. Really? What? Not a thing? Nothing? Oh, honey. I don't. I guess that's why I've never gotten anything. Never had anything good happen to me. You've got a biggie coming up. I never. You got wish. You got fifty candles to work on. So go ahead and get your fifty lists. (laughs) I wish I had a fire extinguisher. (laughs) Well, we we can do that. We should have a time machine. (laughs) Yeah. What age would you go back to if you had a time machine? I wouldn't. Really? None no. of them? Oh, no. Oh, I'm going on back to 35. 35 was good. 35, 36. No. no. So tell her why. Uh, well, I, I mean, I, I like the game. I like the idea of the game yeah. of that. Well, what would you go back and do again? But if you change one thing, you change all things. And I'm just, I'm, I'm yeah. where I was intended to be, even though there are days I go, what am I doing? But <laughs> it, I didn't uh, say you would redo any of it, which just what age would you go back and enjoy reliving? I just felt better at thirty-five. Oh, yeah, I know. It just My you know what that home, kind of feels yeah. like, though. If it, it, if I if I say an age, then it's like, well, the but, but then you know didn't that didn't that. exist during this time, and these people were in your life, and now they're not, and da 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 da. da it just feels like I don't know. It feels well, you really dampened that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I'm not a rabbit's foot person. I'm not a lucky charm. I'm not a. There are some sentimental things that mm-hmm. I will carry from time to time like a pocket watch for my papaw and things like that but it's just i don't consider it to be a luck thing i just can you know it's just a a remembrance type of thing on television tonight on cbs a grammy salute to the sounds of change and new on netflix today operation varsity blues the college admissions scandal might be worth watching i've i'm struggling (laughs) to get through mulan I've seen the first half of the latest Mulan, but I've not seen. I watched the, it. I, I didn't fall in love with it, but I—you I, gotta have Eddie Murphy. You gotta have the Grasshopper. 
Yeah, but it is funny how they tried to replicate those characters in humans. They did. That felt like they came up just a little bit short. And again, that's through half of of the movie. That's not through the entire movie. Maybe I'll have a different feeling of it later. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1762, New York held its first St. Patrick's Day parade. In 1776, the Revolutionary War siege of Boston ended as British forces evacuated the city. Golda Meir became the Prime Minister of Israel this date in 1969. Uh, This date in 2003, President George W. Bush gave Saddam Hussein 48 hours to leave his country. So it's going to be a loser-leave-town match. Guess who lost? Television uh, birthdays today. Patrick Duffy is 72. Kurt Russell is 70. Gary Sinise is 66. Lieutenant Dan is 66 today. Mm -hmm. Rob Lowe is 57. Rob Kardashian is 34. And John Boyega is 29. Gone but not forgotten. No, none worthy of mentioning to you. Let's go to Chart Toppers and to the year 1961. Connie Francis was number one. I don't think that song was... I don't think I was the target audience for that song. <laughs> Let's go to 1970. The Jaggers. And the name of the song is The Rapper. Hot, hot berry sacks in the bottom line. You hear that? Song. Mm-hmm. I don't. I was waiting for it to become familiar. Yeah, I didn't and it really never know did. it either. Mm-mm. But I mean, the Jaggers and the rapper. It sounds like it sounds of like a, it's got to be a winner. Sounds kind yeah. of like a cool song to me. Mm-hmm. Let's go to 1979. Gloria Gaynor was number one with "I Will Survive." Hey, hey. Let's go to... Take a little higher on the last day yeah. there. I was going to stay with Gloria Gaynor, but you would have been disappointed if you didn't get this. Oh. 1988, MJ was number one. And Man in the Mirror. Uh, what other chart toppers? Wanna be Spice Girls in 97, Mary J. Blige, Be Without You in 06, and Maroon 5, Sugar, six years ago today. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. I think this is going to be beneficial for everyone. Okay. It's an Irish blessing. Are you okay. ready for the Irish blessing today? MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. May the wind at your back not be the result of the corned beef and cabbage you had for lunch. <laughs> May the wind at your back not be the result of the corned beef cabbage that you had for mm, lunch. MB's Pearl good. of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Misty Thomas, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know. Powered by